Welcome to Breitbart News Daily. What a show today. Man, John Nolte was fantastic. Talked all about January 6th. Had a, had a hater call in. That was fun. Um, John's great on this. I think, his, I, I, I think his January 6th analysis is spot on. and It was great. So uh, that's on SiriusXM. Become a subscriber and you can listen to John about that. We spent the first two hours of the show just taking your phone calls about the Colorado situation. So this opening segment laid out the case, laid out the situation, presented a little bit of their argument. Um, and just set the stage for the phone calls that were. And then at the end of the show, we talked to Trump's lawyer. Uh, this was her first and only interview that she's going to do on the Colorado Supreme Court case. That's cool. Uh, so we talked with her as well. We'll play that for you here in just a few minutes. But here's our opening, and I think we took a couple phone calls in this first segment as well. Election interference. It is, it's just rich. The people uh, complaining that Trump is a threat to democracy. Those same people have literally removed the former president from consideration in said democracy. You're not, you're not even allowed to vote for him, they say. He's a threat to democracy, so we're making it so you can't even vote for him in a democracy. I mean, that, like, you can't write that. We're talking about the Colorado Supreme Court. If you missed it last night, maybe you uh, turned the, uh, the news off last night and you missed it. The Colorado State Supreme Court ruling that Trump is not eligible to run for president. He will be taken off the ballot because of the 14th Amendment's insurrection ban as the media is calling it an insurrection ban which is not a thing we'll explain in a little bit uh the the, the rulings on hold until the supreme court uh looks at it. bill i got a little echo here if you don't mind uh the ruling is gonna be on hold until the supreme court looks uh, at the appeal here coming up on january 5th uh 4th so that that's uh that's good that that's quick too so we got a ruling on that uh alina haba who is trump's attorney we're gonna talk to her coming up today at eight 20. So look forward to that. Worth noting before we proceed, because I keep seeing this, and we'll go in great depth here and take your phone calls. Uh, 866-95-PATRIOT, no question, we'll take your phone calls today. Um, I keep hearing this, that, oh, you know, Trump lost Colorado anyway. Or people are like, oh, the irony of it that this is happening in Colorado where Trump lost the last two times. He did. He lost in 2016 by less than three points. 44 to 47. And then in uh, 2020, he lost to Biden by a lot, 42 to 55. So uh, Biden won by a lot. But Trump increased his vote, the number of votes, by 25% from 2016. This happened a lot in a lot of the states that Trump, from 2020, 16 to 2020, Trump, even states that he lost, he increased his vote total. So in 2016, he had 1.1 million votes in Colorado. And then in 2020, he had 1.35 million votes. He increased by 250,000 votes. So a little, a little under 25% increase. So I'm not saying he's going to win Colorado, but I'm saying, I don't, maybe states like this are going to be very close with the way our current president is polling. 
and acting and people perceive him to be. So, and then you, uh, and of course, the reason why, because of the, you know, so much of this is because of the uh, mail-in ballots, of course. All right, so uh, let's chat about this because we first talked about this a couple months ago. And honestly, I, I'm sure we talked about it a bit, but I pretty much dismissed it because I think it was in New Hampshire. I think it was New Hampshire was considering this, the New Hampshire Attorney General. And I think maybe there were some Democrats there. And at the end, they were like, ah, nah, we can't really do this. <laughs> like the 14th Amendment, that's crazy. We're not, we're not even going to really try it. And that was the end of it. I thought that was the end of it. But alas, it'll never be the end of it. So it all started in an academic journal, the University of Pennsylvania Law Review. You penned back in the news. Written by a Chicago law school professor and a, a University of St. Thomas Aquinas Law School professor. Here's the abstract of this academic article. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment forbids holding office by former office holders who then participate in insurrection or rebellion. And it's this whole long thing. The most important statement of the 14th Amendment here, uh, of their interpretation of the 14th Amendment, is that it is self-executing. You'll hear this word over and over and over. Self-executing. Operating as an immediate disqualification from office without the need for additional action by Congress or courts. It's just, boom, done. And you're like, well, that's weird because who enforces that? Oh, oh it's self-executing. Well, who decides? Oh, it's just, just self-executing. <laughs> there's, no, there's no deciding. It just is. Oh, whoa, what do you mean? What do you mean there's no deciding? You're off. You're off the ballot. Well, says who? It's just self-executing. I don't know what that means. Self, you can't just say something is self-executing. Like imagine any other, any other realm of life. Uh, sorry, you're going to jail. What do you mean I'm going to jail? Yeah, you're off. You're gonna, you got to go to jail. Well, like trial, jury, my peers. The whole, nope, self-executing. This one doesn't require a trial. This one, you're just, you're just gone. It's, it's self-executing. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Okay, so it was in this uh, obscure law journal that no one reads. Then Larry Tribe and Michael Lutig. <clears throat> uh, Tribe is just like wacky, as far left as they come, despises Trump with a passion. Uh, Harvard professor. And then uh, Lutig's a former judge in the Court of Appeals. They, they took the arguments in that law journal and wrote an article in The Atlantic about this. All right, so they took an academic paper, with, which goes back to our theory that all... Uh, all the problems in our country come from academia. Uh, so they took this, this obscure academic paper that's in a bubble that no one reads and then put it into the mainstream, more mainstream with the Atlantic. Then the cable news producers took that and made a you know, news art or you know, like MSNBC started talking about it and then it trickles down to whatever, TikTok or I don't know, whatever the bottom of the barrels. So here's the argument. 14th Amendment, Clause 3. No person shall hold any office who, having previously taken an oath to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. So, uh, the claim is that Donald Trump engaged in an insurrection on January 6th 
and therefore automatically disqualified from running for office ever again. Doesn't need to be tried, convicted, impeached, nothing. Doesn't matter. Self-enforcing. This is Raskin. Uh, when this all first came out a couple months back, about three months ago on CNN. And listen to their, their confidence, their confidence and their conviction that, oh, yeah, of course, pff, like, of course he can't be on the ballot. Come on. 2024 presidential candidate Asa Hutchinson, who will join me in a bit, he says that Donald Trump might be disqualified from holding office based on the 14th Amendment, which says that U.S. officials who engage in insurrection or rebellion or aid and comfort them cannot hold office again. You were not only an impeachment manager in, uh, in the January 6th impeachment of Donald Trump, you were a constitutional scholar. Oh, Everyone, listen, when you think the Constitution, you think Congressman Raskin. What a scholar. So do you agree with Asa Hutchinson on this? Well, absolutely. And we've been saying all along that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment presents a clear and unequivocal statement that uh, anyone who has sworn an oath of office, and by the way, not just a president, but members of Congress and uh, others who hold federal office, um, who engage in insurrection or rebellion, having sworn an oath, to uphold the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic can never serve again in federal or state office. And this was added after the Civil War as a general constitutional principle. Um, and we have to abide by it. Uh, Donald Trump was, was impeached by the House of Representatives for inciting an insurrection against the Union. And then 57 of 100 senators determined as uh, a constitutional fact that Donald Trump had incited an insurrection. Um, so I think you've got robust bicameral, bipartisan majorities that have already established this as a fact. And I agree with the conservative Federalist Society law professors who are out there saying, as well as Mr. Hutchinson, that Donald Trump is disqualified just as if he were running uh, and not a born U.S. citizen or if he were running and he were 24 years old. Amazing. Clear and unequivocal. ABC News, uh, this is back when this first came out. Uh, 14th Amendment, Section 3, a new legal battle against Trump takes shape. And here's the original law article. If the public record is accurate, the case is not even close. He is no longer eligible to be the off to the office of presidency. Now here's the Colorado Supreme Court. Congress does not need to, are you with me on like the pro, like how this, how this started and then how it's now come around, now it's implemented? Congress does not need to pass implementing legislation for Section 3's disqualification provision to attach. And Section 3 is, in that sense, self-executing. All right, here's the court. We do not take these conclusions lightly. We are mindful of the magnitude and weight of the questions now before us. We are likewise mindful of our solemn duty to apply the law without fear or favor and without being swayed by public reaction to the decisions that the law mandates we reach. All right, so then they go into the whole background of how they, they got to it. Listen to how they describe it. On December 14th, 2020, the Electoral College officially confirmed the results. 306 votes for Joe Biden, 232 for President Trump. President Trump continued to challenge the outcome, both in the courts and in the media. What a monster. What an absolute monster. On January 6th, they said, in his speech, which began around noon, President Trump persisted in rejecting the election results telling his supporters that, quote, we won in a landslide, and, quote, we will never concede. 
He urged his supporters to, quote, confront this egregious assault on our democracy. Quote, walk down to the Capitol, dot, dot, dot. Show strength. And if they did not, quote, fight like hell, in brackets, they would, quote, not have a country anymore. Before his speech ended, portions of the crowd began moving towards the Capitol. By the way, I'm sure there's people listening right now who are there. I'd love your take on the events. one 855 patriot Below, we discuss additional facts regarding the events of January 6th as relevant to the legal issues before us. Okay, got to take a breaker. Not, not, a, not a commercial break. I got to pause on this moment right here. What I just read to you, you can't see, is full of brackets, ellipses, a, a, a couple random words put in that aren't there, uh, capital letters that, aren't, that weren't really capitalized because they weren't the beginnings of sentences, so they have to put in brackets. A lot of quotes of, of one or two words, obviously clearly taken out of context. <laughs> so I'm reading this. This is right. This is like page seven of the 230-page ruling from the, the Colorado Supreme Court. So right in the beginning, I'm like, oh, well, hold on, hold on. Flag on the field, pause, review the tape. What, what, what is going on here? This is a total mess. When you have words in brackets and ellipses like this, something, something's off here. So I said, I can't believe this. Usually I, I'd, I'd reserve this for an MSNBC article or something like that, but I'm going to do the Colorado Supreme Court. We're going to, we're going to check the full original quotes. They, they, I mean, listen, it was 217 pages. It's not like they, they were trying to be pithy. Why did you have to put so many ellipses in this? Make your, you clearly, you were, you were taking all the time you needed to make the argument, but man, you yada, yada, yada over a bunch of this. So I took up the Colorado Supreme Court's qu- inter- quotes with brackets and all the resident ellipses, and then I put it next to Donald Trump's actual speech on January 6th. Check out how absolutely fraudulent this is. This is MSNBC level, like, like, so pathetically, intentionally, bias isn't even the right word. So here's what they wrote. Here's what the Supreme Court said. State Supreme Court. They wrote, quote, he urged his supporters to, quote, confront this egregious assault on our democracy. Okay, now I hear that if I didn't know any better. All right, you supporters, you people here, you go confront this assault. You confront. It's not what he said. His actual quote. He said, this is from the speech. Quote, now it is up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. He said it's up to Congress. Trump didn't say it was up to his supporters to confront. It was up to Congress to confront. That's completely categorically different. All right, everyone, here we are. You know, what a mess. Can't believe we're here. We won in a landslide. It's up to Congress now. It's up to Congress to confront this. It's the the last chance. Up to Congress. That's very different than urging you to confront this assault on our democracy. See the difference there? That is a massive difference. And they know it is. Now you may be listening and you're like, oh, Slater, you're pretty, you're nitpicking here. <laughs> Why didn't they quote the full quote? I didn't put the ellipses in. I didn't, I didn't start the quote in the middle of the quote. 
I didn't put brackets in the beginning of it to make it seem like it was the beginning of a sentence and not the middle of a sentence. I didn't do that. The Colorado Supreme Court did that. That's page seven of a 230-page thing. Here's that one. Here's how the Supreme Court quoted it. Uh, Trump told his supporters to, quote, walk down to the Capitol, dot, 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 bracket, and, end bracket, show strength, end quote. Like, hmm, you got to watch out for ellipses. When the left uses ellipses, what are they leaving out? And again, why? You're not, it's not like you have a word limit here, Supreme Court. So it turns out there was a whole lot in between those ellipses. Here's the actual quote from Donald Trump. Now it's up to Congress to confront this egregious assault in our democracy. And after this, we're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength. There it is. So walk down to the Capitol. They ellipsed over. We're going to cheer on our brave senators, congressmen and women, and we're probably not going to be cheering for some of them. Um, Trump didn't say, and we're going to uh, break through the halls of Congress and murder all of those congressmen who don't do what I say. <laughs> that part wasn't it. We're going to cheer on the ones who do the right thing. And we're probably not going to cheer the ones who don't. And then, uh, dot, 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 you have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have to come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors that have been lawfully slated. Okay. And then they left this line out, the the next line. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Where'd they left that out? Maybe they missed it. I mean, it was, it was the next sentence. But maybe they missed it. So it's 250 pages. I haven't read all of it. But they go into great detail of, of every word of the 14th Amendment. Like, what does it mean to, uh, what, is, what is insurrection? What does it mean to be engaged in? They say, oh, you can engage in an insurrection without taking up arms. You can still be engaged in it. Okay, well, what if no one in the insurrection took up arms? See, that, that's the argument is, oh, you have, um, uh, you know, Trump never uh, brought a weapon to the Capitol. <laughs> so he wasn't engaged in an insurrection. And they're like, oh, no, that doesn't matter. You don't have to be, you don't have to bring weapons in order to be engaged in said insurrection. Okay, yeah, but what if no one brought weapons? And also, what if a few minutes into this insurrection, the leader of it told everyone to go home? What about that? What happens then? What, what does that make you? <laughs> now, I'm going to play this clip here. Now, I want everyone to be, be clear. This is, uh, this is an old clip. Okay. So don't go, uh, don't get all riled up with these, these fighting words from this villainous commander-in-chief. Don't be so entranced by, by the president here that you go and you go murder people. All right? This is, this is some violent rhetoric here, and I want everyone to, everyone to watch out. I'm just playing this for uh, illustrative purposes only from the former president. 
I know your pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Wow. What a... It's like, uh, it's like listening to Jefferson Davis there. So what, a, what an insurrectionist. Sure, he told everyone to just go home. But, and he told everyone not to hurt law enforcement. But, man, I, that's some violent rhetoric right there. Listen, this wasn't an insurrection. Here's how the Colorado Supreme Court interprets the word insurrection. This is great. We need not adopt a single all-encompassing definition of the word insurrection. Rather, it suffices for us to conclude that any definition of insurrection for purposes of Section 3 would encompass a concerted and public use of force or threat of force by a group of people to hinder or prevent. Hinder is a great word. How long did it hinder Congress from certifying the election? Like an hour? Hinder or prevent the U.S. government from taking the actions necessary to accomplish a peaceful transfer of power in the country. This is great. The required force or threat of force need not involve bloodshed, nor must the dimensions of the effort be so substantial as to ensure probable success and need not be highly organized at the insurrection's inception. So in order for something to be an insurrection, there doesn't need to be a plan. There doesn't need to be bloodshed. There doesn't need to be weapons. There doesn't need to be violence. There doesn't need to be a chance of success. None of those things are necessary for an insurrection, I guess, according to God. So anything's an insurrection. I guess Viking helmet guy. Viking helmet guy, that's enough. He, that's, oh, insurrection, president can't run ever again. It's like the Civil War. Viking helmet guy is like the Civil War. 866-95-PATRIOT. I go forever. Let's take your phone calls. 866-95-PATRIOT. We'll go to Jimmy, who's in New York. Jimmy, good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, I, I'm just thinking, the way that they keep trying to railroad Trump and also the way the Democrats, they're like little kids playing a board game where they keep changing the rules because they're losing so that it'll tailor it to them winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they actually get this through on Trump, with this 14th Amendment, it's like the nuclear option that they created that came back to bite them in the butt when it could have been used by the Republicans. Uh, what about all the Democratic politicians that did nothing to stop or condemn Black Lives Matter and Antifa with all the damage and the rebellion that was out in the streets that, that were so-called peaceful protests? That's great. Yeah, they... Uh... That's a beautiful point, Jimmy. I appreciate it, and I love, I love the, uh, I love the use of the term "railroaded." 
<laughs> That's a great term. They're railroading them. Um, yeah, yeah. So that would definitely apply here, right? If you want to go there, people. Um, no person shall hold any office uh, who, having previously taken an oath to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. I also that in, all that Antifa. Like what, what Antifa literally is like the whole point of it is to destroy, to take down the government. Like it's an anarchist organization. Okay. So there, uh, anyone who supports Antifa, you are giving aid or comfort to the enemies of this country. No question. If you want to play that game. In fact, when Trump tried to stop Antifa and Black Lives Matter around D.C., around the White House, tried to stop them from burning down the churches nearby, right across the street, uh, he was called a fascist for that. He was, he was, he was called a fascist when he, when he tried to, to tamp down the rebellion against our government. Well done, Jimmy. Let's go to Hobbs. Who's in North Carolina? What's up, Hobbs? Well, Christmas is coming on. I was thinking about uh, longer, warmer days, and I thought back. I heard you say Lake Skinny Atlas once. That's exactly right. And when I was young, I used to sail there. Once in a while, sneak over to Casanova to find about some of the young and beautiful women over there. <laughs> and. Uh, I remember a very fine restaurant. I had dinner there once. Uh, could barely afford it, but I, for that girl, I would have paid anything I had. Do you, and, me- do you, uh, do you remember the? Do you remember the restaurant? <laughs> I remember the rest. I remember her too. A lot. <laughs> That's um, great. <laughs> eventually married her. Um, nice. And then uh, the thing about it, that lake was so clear, you could take a cup while you're sailing and drink the water right out of that that lake i don't know if it's like that anymore no it absolutely but, is it's, but, it's, skinny house lake is as clear as can be you can look down 100 feet yeah. and see the bottom so that was one of the better things i was thinking about looking towards the warmer longer days that's a good thing it's a good thing to daydream it, about it's freezing here in north carolina at the moment <laughs> but the next thing i came up the polls they keep doing polls about trump and biden my wife and i decided in 2022, this summer, there's no way this guy's going to run again. And I still feel that way. He's not going to run. Why don't they keep, why do they keep doing that? Why don't they poll against Newsom, Michelle, or anyone else who's a Democratic possibility? Because we all know that Biden is just biding his time to try and get out of the mess that he's in, which his family's got a lot of problems. So, He's going to go away, and the question is, who are they going to throw at us at that point in time? And I think that's where the Republican Party should be thinking and looking at. Um, The other thing about Haley and DeSantis, if I were them, I would not be wanting to go into this meat grinder of the Democrats. I don't think they have any idea what would be done to them. Trump can do it. He's the only one can do it because he's been beating them time and time again. He can, he, can, he can handle it. But I don't think these people realize what they're up against. I really don't. Uh, they think they can, but they, if they don't think they're already working on a war game against putting these people in jail, 
they're very naive, very naive about it at all. So anyway, um, I hope things get better. I'm going to think that way for the next week, and I wish everybody else does. And one more thing. Yep. When I first started listening to you, I said to myself, who is this guy Slater? I've never heard anyone like him on the radio before. And as time went on, I started to realize this guy is making me think, be thoughtful, and learn. God, does he know history? I don't know where he learned it all, but he's got a hell of a memory. And he has filled a void for me and I think of millions of people when Rush left us. Don't ever let them change what you do. It's very, very special. Thank you. You are a good man, Hobbs. Thank you very much. Kind words. It's the it was the skinny house lake water that uh, that that didn't know. Uh, Hobbs, thank you very much. Very kind. I will tell you a story, probably soon, um, that will uh, prove to you how meaningful that compliment is to me at this moment. Uh, so thank you, Hobbs. Merry Christmas. Uh, on your first point about the polls, uh, Nolte, who we're going to talk to at the end of the show too, before we talk to Trump's lawyer, uh, Alina, uh, reminded us that in 2020, Trump was never ahead in the polls, not once. And now he's you know, up by 10 in Michigan. <laughs> uh, I still think they'll push Biden out. There was a story to yesterday. Uh, it was something like, uh, can you, uh, uh, or Biden doesn't, he doesn't think about his age and he's not taking care of himself and Jill and his aides are telling him to rest. Uh, Joe, you need to rest. You need to rest more. And I think that's setting a stage. They're trying to find an out. I think, I think that's setting the stage for he's such a hard worker. Joe's such a hard worker. He just, he, he just worked himself to death and he just can't do it anymore. He just, you know, he worked himself sick cause he loves this country so much. And it's just best for, for him, for his own health, that, uh, and his family, that he, uh, he no longer run in the next. I think there's, 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 they're working on some spin. I think that's some, like, it's a weird, it was a weird, it was like NBC, NBC, I think it was, NBC News was talking about it. Like, oh, he was just such a hard worker. Right? <laughs> it's like the old, uh, you know, you're in a job interview. What's, what's your biggest fault? Oh, I just, I care too much about my job. That's, that's what that is. Um, let's go to, uh, uh, obviously, thank you very much. Hobbs. Let's go to, uh, John is in Ohio. What's going on, John? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing real good. Well, I, I was laughing as you, uh, were talking about how Colorado has, well, a misquoted everything. So I'm wondering if that could be, uh, if there could be recourse on that. But at the same time, I'm actually thinking that maybe they've done, I don't know, maybe they've done us a favor because they've set a precedent that sitting congressmen could be removed for being considered insurrectionists like uh, Rashida Tlaib for supporting mm-hmm. Hamas yeah. and, the, uh, and the people there, you know, supporting the uh, enemies of the state, if you will. I mean, yeah. does that not by what they're already saying in Colorado. Does that not fit what they've said? Absolutely. Yep. Oh, you're, uh, you're supporting a rebellion. Boom, you're out. You got to go. Can't run for office ever again. Can't be in office. You're right, right? No, the Republicans would never do that because they never, 
they never do that. <laughs> uh, right? They, they never, in any, in any realm. Like, we can't even impeach Mayorkas. Right? We, we've, had, we've had all these Republican congressmen on who are like, oh, well, you know, Mayorkas, he never really broke the law. Right? They're waiting for the perfect crime in order to impeach anyone. So the Republicans never would. But you would think. Right? The Republicans never fight fire with fire. but it's enemies foreign and domestic. Remember, our, our founding fathers put that in there. They put that in there. Enemies foreign and domestic. They knew that that would be a problem. They're so terrified of this guy winning. Uh, but they've also done us a favor because there is no question, and I think everyone agrees with this, that Trump's poll numbers will go up. I'm actually more outraged and fired up about this than any of the other attacks against Donald Trump in the last whatever year i'm more fired up about this than than kicking down the door of mar-a-lago i'm more fired up about this than any of the court cases the goofy court cases this to me is this is the one this is the one that got me fired up because voting is all we have and now we're not even allowed to do if they had their way Right, the Colorado and certainly other states, and there'd be half the states would do this if they could. And we'll see what the Supreme Court says on January 4th. But that's all you have. So when, you're, when that's taken away from you, what, what, what do you got? Voting is what prevents violence. That's why voting matters so much. That's why voting integrity matters so much. That's why we want to tighten up the election. Because voting is the, the point. That's the game. It's how the game is played. It's how the winners decided. You take away voting, you got nothing left. Imagine any sporting event where they remove the net. <laughs> right? It's like a, a, a hockey game and they remove the net. You're, so you're not even capable of scoring anymore. What kind of game is that? Imagine you go to a hockey game, you're rooting for the home team, and they take away your net. How would the fans react? I think they'd be quite upset. There would be no more game. You wouldn't play the game anymore. You just, just fight. That's the natural instinct, just to fight each other. So instead we said, all right, no more fighting. No more fighting, everyone. It's not, it's not the, the strongest man wins. It's, we're going to vote. Okay, everyone gets one vote. And then the, the, whoever gets the most votes wins. Okay, That's how we decided. So now we don't do that anymore. Now, we're, okay, well now we, we take away your vote. You can't vote for this guy. <laughs> what are you talking about? This should offend us profoundly. I don't want to tell you how to feel. But this one bothers me more than any other attack on Donald Trump yet. There's no question. And he's right, right again. What else could you call this if not election interference? Thanks for listening to Breitbart News Daily. This is the first and only interview that Trump's lawyer is going to do on this topic. Enjoy. Ms. Haba, how are you today? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. But uh, as you know, the former president was impeached by Congress and 57 senators agreed that he indeed led an insurrection. That's enough evidence that he should be removed from the ballot in Colorado and other states. What say you? Uh, that's inaccurate. All other states have actually said that 
it's not enough, number one. Number two, I find it ironic that there's a January 6th charge pending, but due process doesn't matter because Colorado's liberal judges want to take him off the ballot because they can't beat Biden in the ballots. So it's really uh, not a, a constitutional decision. It will be overturned by the Supreme Court. I have no question in my mind. This is uh, Ty Cobb, who's a former Trump White House lawyer. Um, so I think this case will be handled quickly. I think it could be 9-0 in the Supreme Court for Trump. What do you think of that? Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because it's, look, this is the problem that I face every day when I go to court. Judges want to make a name for themselves. They think they're pioneers for the liberal radical left. Okay. You're not a pioneer. You're going to look ridiculous. You do not understand due process. You do not understand the constitution. You are literally a state level court that is going to look ridiculous. Okay. When, the Supreme Court, whether you're federal judge or state judge, when the Supreme Court overturns you, that's not a good look. And there is no question in my mind, due process exists for a reason. There has to be some America left. There just has to be. And uh, this was a very, very, I mean, such a ridiculous decision that uh, I'm not even concerned that the Supreme Court will make the right decision here. Lena, due process doesn't apply here. This is self-executing. We talked. We, we went through the, the UPenn Law Review article, which started all this. We talked about Larry Tribe, Harvard Law professor, his Atlantic article, continuing this argument that this is just self-executing. There's no need for any due process. It just is. Well, I'm not sure what, why, why there's no need for due process. Look, why is, then, why is Judge Chutkin in Washington bringing a case if he's already been found to be an insurrectionist? Why did the Supreme Court stay it on presidential immunity if he's already been found to be an insurrectionist? It's ridiculous. It literally flies in the face of any kind of rational um, legal mind. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's so desperate. It's just so desperate. What they don't realize is the more they do these desperate attempts to take Trump down, it emboldens the base. It emboldens and flips the independent voters to vote for Trump because they're afraid. I mean, this one really sparked outrage, as you saw. So, oh yeah, this one got me more. This one got me more angry than Mar-a-Lago, than any of the four cases. The one specifically that you're dealing with this, because this is—it's voting's all you got. Well, first of all, so we can't even—we don't even have the option in Colorado to vote for who we want. The leading candidate, we don't even have the option because they're so afraid that he's going to win in clean house. They're so afraid because their behavior has been so bad. It has been such an anti-American self-interested behavior that they will go as far as to take away your option to vote for president Trump. That is so sad and pathetic, frankly. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I have no words. I'm rarely speechless as you know, (laughs) but I am speechless. We, uh, we know of course this 14th amendment was ratified after civil war. It was about civil war generals and leaders, of course. Uh, but, but today what, what is an insurrection that they claim your client engaged in what what is an insurrection evidently questioning a election integrity questioning election integrity equates to an insurrection in this country as of right now look it's not insurrection it's not about election integrity it's about stealing 2024 because they can't win that is all this is it's not about obstruction of justice it's not about valuations it's not about any of these crazy hoax cases that i deal with 
It is not about that. This is about one thing, November. So there used to be an October surprise, right? And there still will be, by the way. Mm -hmm. There used to be an October surprise where they came out Russia hoax, right? Now it's become a year-long legal battle because the law requires you to be in court. There's a process. You have to file a complaint. So they already did the Russia hoax. They got caught on that. So now we have to do something different. That's what this is. The radical left is desperate, and it's obvious and pathetic. How can one be so obsessed with trying to take Trump out, even when they see that every time they try something like this, he continues to go up in the polls? And when Trump's claim is election interference, election interference, election interference, there's nothing that could be more election interference than removing it from the ballot. So what do you think explains that they they keep going? Because what they're doing, they say he's doing. What they do, they say he's doing. I said it on Sunday at Turning Point. Look at the shiny ball. Look at the shiny ball, guys. Look at Trump, because we don't want you to look at us. Okay? We got Hunter Biden, who's a mess, who gets subpoenaed, defies a subpoena, goes outside in the same town and talks to press and says, I'm here. No, you're not here. You went to the wrong spot, buddy. This is what we're dealing with. They're they're distracting, but it's not working anymore. I mean, for the radical left that's listening, let me just say, guys, wisen up. You're making us stronger. You're making the right and the independents see you for what you are. And it is sad. Look at the Epstein Island list coming out. When's it coming out? Not until after the election. Right. So I can't wait to see that. Why don't we start talking about real things like pedophilia issues that they don't want to talk about? The border fentanyl crisis, rapes that are coming in from across the border. The fact that we have a lot of Chinese migrants coming in across the border. We have no protection. We have our economy's garbage. I mean, they don't want to look at the real issues. So they keep distracting us with Trump. And it's getting old. It is old. And uh, it's unconstitutional. They really don't care about our country. We used to be a civilized nation. And now we are absolutely a banana republic. Talking to Alina Hava, Trump's lawyer. Um, we talked a little bit, we talked quite a bit about the, the Fisher case that's coming up in the Supreme Court, the obstructing of an official proceeding. Uh, what's the latest on that? How does that help Trump? I mean, I, I, I honestly haven't analyzed it. I think that for me right now, the primary issue is presidential immunity that's up. Um, okay, so tell, tell us about that one. What's, what's that one about? Well, that for me, that's that's everything. Okay, so presidents, no matter what your politics are, this is just for anybody sitting in the Oval Office has to be covered by something called presidential immunity so that they can do their job without being worried that when you get out of office, you're going to be litigated like Trump. You're going to be persecuted and prosecuted. But we can't have that. So right now, my focus with the Supreme Court is that decision uh, that has been a very longstanding protection for all presidents. It'll protect Biden. It'll protect Obama. It'll protect future presidents. It's not just about Trump. So for me, globally, I look at that and you know, uh, obstruction in itself is such a, it's crazy. You're coordinating on the boxes hoax. You're letting them come in, take a look at everything. And sometimes you, you get an obstruction charge, but Joe Biden has things in China town and in UPenn and in his garage where his son is living from money that he gets from CCP. And we're all supposed to not look at that. It's just catch-all phrases that they're using to scare and intimidate the whole country. And it's, you, it's just terrible. Can you have immunity when you lead an insurrection? 
He, who led an insurrection? He said the Viking helmet guy. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. What about the FBI that that was in there? We know Congress questioned about having vans of people go to J6 that were FBI assets. And we saw video footage, but we don't talk about that because we're, we're put a shiny ball in front of our face, put a new indictment, put a new case. It's crazy. The Viking guy, he was at Turning Point, actually. And it's funny, the minute the video came out of him walking through the Capitol calmly, all of a sudden he was released. Thank mm-hmm. God for cameras. Yeah. What about Pelosi, who said she was running out, and we see video footage of her own daughter taking her, walking through, filming. I mean, we're not stupid people. I don't think Americans are stupid people. I think the radical left makes silly decisions. And we're, we, we get it. We see it. It's, this, is the, this one yesterday is just beyond anything I could imagine they would do. But every time I think they can't do worse, they never cease to amaze me. We took two hours of full phone calls, and we could do 12 more. And people are very angry about this one and, and all of it. But how do you, what's your advice? How do you recommend people Wait react until and the respond? Supreme Court. Wait until the Supreme Court hears it. It, it, it. I do have faith that people that are not politically appointed, people that are uh, have tenure and will be on the bench and have a legacy that they want to uphold, will make the right decisions. You mean the and, illegitimate court that Donald Trump nominated three people to? It's illegitimate. You can't trust them. Further proof Right, right. Illegitimate. Listen, they have been very fair, and fair cuts both ways. Fair has been decisions against us, decisions for the left, decisions for the right. I, I'd like to think that there are still constitutional minds that care about the integrity of this country, and I do believe the Supreme Court is that. So. Uh, I'm a lawyer, of course. I'd like to be optimistic. And at this moment, I will say I am optimistic. I think this is so far-reaching. It's so out of whack with law. It's so out of whack with due process. 14th Amendment was not uh, made or intended for someone who gets up and says, go peacefully and patriotically. That is just not what this was. And that case has not yet been heard, okay? An impeachment by Congress is not a charge for criminal insurrection behavior i mean Mm. they tried to get don jr on treason this is how desperate they are it didn't go anywhere this will not go anywhere and i just say to the american people listen that's why we have a supreme court let's wait and see what happens there but i have faith in them where's trump's head at when he hears news like this Uh, it's another day i mean i would love to tell you he's shaken by it but he's not it's another day this is the way they've been treating him since 2015. It just shows you how much he loves the country. He's willing to sacrifice every piece of his life, including his family, his businesses, uh, for the sake of the country. So he's strong. He's stronger than ever. He's still on the campaign trail. He's clearly leading. And that's why they're attacking him so hard. And you fight on another day as well. Lena Haba, Trump's lawyer. Thank you, Lena. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Breitbart News Daily. The great Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Can't wait to hear what he has to say tomorrow, 8 o'clock, right here at Breitbart News Daily. Spread the word.